You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. If you're listening live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, or if you're watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube live stream, which takes you right inside Studio 34 here in Rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan, we got a big show for you on a Thursday. My man, the Manimal, is not down in the Fantasy pit of misery instead i've got my guy he's one of my fantasy best friends forever mike florio is on the ones and twos keeping it so hot that we sweat steam we're going to be talking with florio a little bit later on because he was in this same draft as i was when we had a way too early for 2018 draft mike florio actually had the number one overall pick you want to know where he went Tune in a little bit later on in the show. We'll talk about it a little bit. We've also got my boy Danny down there in the pit of misery. We're going to be uh, chatting it up with you guys on the YouTube stream. Here's what I want to talk about, okay? I want to talk about what I believe is going to be a big problem for the NFL in the playoffs, okay? We saw Travis Kelsey get knocked out, a little stumbling a little bit, and he missed the rest of the game, right? Cam Newton also got his clock clean went into the tent and they said he had an eye injury only issue with that was he's wearing a visor so what kind of eye injury did he have he had the kind of eye injury that takes your equilibrium from you where you should have had your helmet taken from you and been in the cold dark quiet room but the NFL can't do that in the playoffs with one of its big stars but what happens if Tom Brady Le'Veon Bell Drew Brees Rob Gronkowski is laid out like Tyrod Taylor was in wild card weekend and that brings me to our poll question out there on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. Is the NFL following the concussion protocol and those guidelines with fidelity in the NFL playoffs? And also, should they? Should there be a different risk proposition because it is the playoffs? We're going to chat about that. I want to know what you guys are saying on the YouTube chat as the hashtag stats over cipher. We're also going to get into the officiating that happened in wild card weekend a lot of people are saying that it is poor and i have a couple of suggestions for nfl referees and officials that might make things a little bit better we've got technology out the yin yang how about will you apply it in the right way what we're also going to do if you remember fantasy freestyle from last year we are bringing it back it is speeds versus the kids we have our first predictions for the nfl playoffs from my homegirl zoe take the points garlic we'll see who zoe picks and if it matches up with what speed says come on back we're off and running fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network let's go 
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Yankee as we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, the stable genius of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, hitting you up on a Thursday. We got Danny and Mike Florio, one of my fantasy best friends forever, down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Hey, Florio, do me a favor. Do not look at the poll results right now, okay, on the poll question. I asked the poll question, um, are NFL teams following the concussion protocol with fidelity during the NFL playoffs? I'm going to tell you something. I am very surprised by the poll results. I'm going to bring in Florio a little bit later on in the show after I go off about this concussion protocol. And Florio, I am surprised by the poll results. So um, I'm going to make you guess what they are a little bit later on in the show. Do not look at the poll results, but that is a little bit later on. If you want to contribute to the poll results, hit me up on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. You can always follow me. I put poll questions up. You could always holler at me. I'll be trying to get back to everybody, help them win their leagues and win that cash. All right, let's go around the league. News and notes from around the NFL. Uh, a lot of contractual talk and also, you know, some injuries to catch you up on getting ahead of divisional weekend in the NFL. Um, out in Los Angeles, remember we've been talking about Sammy Watkins? And if he wants to be part of a fantasy herd by staying there in Los Angeles or being the number one guy somewhere else, I've heard Houston, I've heard San Francisco. Both teams, I think, will be looking for wide receivers in the offseason. Reports now saying the Rams may franchise tag Sammy Watkins. And I think that's very interesting because check this out. Last year, uh, they signed Robert Woods to a, you know, legitimate deal. They signed Tavon Austin to one of the most ridiculous deals in the NFL right now. The Rams already have a ton of money locked up in their wide receiver position. You also have Cooper Cup there as well, the rookie. Do you really want to spend that kind of money on Sammy Watkins as well? I'm not so sure. Keep an eye on this. We're saying the Rams may tag Sammy Watkins. I don't think so. I think Sammy Watkins is going to wind up somewhere else in the offseason, but we'll keep an eye out on this. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Dan Quinn, says that Julio Jones will be fine. He is good to go with that ankle injury. This has been the MO for Julio Jones all season long. Julio Jones has been banged up pretty much every year of his NFL career, and he, you know, misses practice. They manage his reps. But then he goes out there on Sundays, whether he is a decoy or not. And, uh, you know, so he'll be out there in Philadelphia on Saturday as the Falcons take on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the first time, as I suspected, the first time a number one seed after the bye is going to be a home dog 
to a number six seed. I'll tell you about my picks a little bit later on in the week. Listen, the New England Patriots are back in action after the bye, and it looks like this extra time off was good for everybody that was banged up. The Patriots are not the most forthcoming with their injury reports anyway, but Chris Hogan, back practicing albeit on a limited basis with that shoulder. Rex Burkhead, they said oh, he was heavily favoring it. They say he's making progress now, back practicing coming off that knee. Even uh, Malcolm Mitchell, back practicing. Uh, Gillisley, back practicing. It looks like the New England Patriots will have a full cupboard of weapons when they take on the Tennessee Titans. Remember, they did have the by it should be that way who will not be ready it looks like is DeMarco Murray on the other side for exotic smash mouth but there are reports now that it looks like DeMarco Murray people are saying may have played his last snap with the Tennessee Titans it looks like this could be Derek Henry's backfield moving forward DeMarco Murray may wind up being elsewhere after the Titans get eliminated also in contractual kind of negotiation time Le'Veon Bell is saying that if the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise him again, he may just walk away. I think that's an idle threat, but what I do believe is possible, and I've been saying this all season long. You guys know I have been high on the Pittsburgh Steelers in this offense all season long. You know I have been saying that this is potentially the last ride for Big Ben Roethlisberger. Let me ask you this. If you're Le'Veon Bell and you win the Super Bowl and Big Ben goes and retires, why would you want to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't think you do. So I think Le'Veon is setting the groundwork. He could be elsewhere as well. And wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that impact the way you draft fantasy next year? We'll show you the way that Mike Florio, that I, that Greg Sussman, Jake Seeley, Corey Parsons, and some of the other big boys here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network drafted a little bit later on in the show. But something I want to talk to you guys about here on the hashtag stats over beat cypher is this idea of the officiating okay there was lots of buzz this week about bad calls in that Tennessee Kansas City game I thought Marcus Mariota fumbled not once but twice once when Derek Johnson lit him up at the end of the game and also on that two-point conversion I thought he did there were other calls that they are now saying that uh Jeff Triplett the ref maybe blue he maybe blew um uh, on the Mariota stack to himself when he threw the touchdown and caught it himself. Triplett wrongly announced that Mariota was an eligible receiver because he was in the shotgun. That's not the case. He was an eligible receiver because the ball was tipped. Anybody can catch the ball after the ball was tipped. There was a play after a Titans first down when the ball was spotted about like three or four yards short of where it was supposed to be. There was one time when Triplett announced the penalty on somebody who was not even in the game. I think it was like number 11 on Tennessee. There was no number 11 on Tennessee. There was also uh, one time where there was an inadvertent whistle on a Derrick Henry carry at the end of the game. A lot of people were saying, even Mike Pereira, you know, who comes in as like the rules expert on the officiating crew. He even tweeted later on that it was a really bad game and you don't but from the officials and you don't see that a lot. You know, you don't see coaches critiquing other coaches, refs saying bad things about other refs. That's the fraternity, right? So for that to happen, I think there was something going on here. And there's a lot of buzz about Jeff Triplett specifically being um, a bad ref. An older gentleman as well. And there's talk that he may, in fact, move on. I, I equate it, remember, to like Adelaide Bird, who had that scoring for uh, 
uh, Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. And then there was controversy over that, and Adelaide Bird eventually stepped away. Jeff Triplett might do the same thing. But I ask you this. I have a couple of things that I think the NFL can easily do to improve officiating. I want to give you my platform, my thesis, and then hit me up, hashtag stats over beats. Hit me up in the chat room. Hit me up if you want at 844-843-6879 and see what you guys think about it. Here's what I think we need to do. Number one for the officials. We need younger officials. What, all these officials are like 50, 60 years old, and they're expected to keep up with the pace of play with like the best athletes in the world. We get these next-gen stats, right, that Tyree Kill is running at 22 miles an hour. You know, that, uh, that Derrick Henry and his touchdown run got up to, you know, all this momentum. Why are we having a 60, 65-year-old man trying to keep up with him on the sidelines? Younger officials, people. That's number one. Number two, why are the officials, why are the referees not full-time employees of the NFL? Why are they part-time guys who are doing this gig and also like a lawyer in the offseason or a tax consultant in the offseason? Make this position full-time. Make them then work with the teams, do practices throughout the season, do do workshops throughout the season and in the offseason, uh, you know, at the draft combine, talking to the kids that are coming in, the rookies. The, the refs should be full-time. This shouldn't be the side hustle. For Ed Hockley, this should be his main gig. That's number two. Number three, technology. You know, we have now all these camera angles and these slow-mo instant replays, which quite frankly make everything look like it is not a catch. Why can't we use technology in a smart way? You know, we saw that they still had to uh, put an index card on the first down uh, chains to see if uh, there was room in between the ball. First of all, why are we using chains in 2018? Why can't there just be like a sensor on the ball? And we know if he got, you know, 10 yards ahead. Can't we do that? Can't we put a chip in the ball? Didn't we have a chip in the uprights when we were testing how wide the uprights needed to be in the preseason? Why can't we put a chip in the ball to not only spot the ball, see if it breaks the plane of an end zone, see like if it loses touch from a, you know from a receiver if they're bobbling it? Why can't we have a sensor on the sidelines also to see if a guy stepped out of bounds or not? We have an electronic eye in tennis. Why can't we have one on the sidelines of the NFL? We're literally going to, I got it, let's have these two 60-year-old men stretch out a chain, a chain link that measures 10 yards. That's the most appropriate way to do it in 2018. I disagree. I think we can do better. Let me know what you guys think out there on the chat room right there listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. When we come back, I'm telling you, the concussion protocol is going to get fudged, and it's going to cause controversy. There are four games this weekend, two next Sunday, and then the Super Bowl. I am guaranteeing you, in one of the seven playoff games left in the NFL, a big-time start is going to get his bell rung in what normal situations they would have taken his helmet away and for some reason magic will happen inside the medical tent it already happened wild card weekend i'm going to say how this is a real problem for the nfl when we come back it's the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network you're listening to your boy speeds the spitting statistician the stable genius up in here in studio 34 come on right back fantasy freestyle let's get it 
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dean Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Thursday I was talking a little bit about NFL officiating, how they need, in my opinion, they need younger referees, they need full-time referees, and they need to do something with the ball. They could have some sensors on the ball. We don't need to stretch out a chain for 10 yards. It's 2018. We could find out, hello, hello, we could find out. Also, when people hit the sidelines, we got people waving here. Studio 34 and Rock and Riley's people have cut their New Year's resolution short because they're still out here drinking on a Thursday. But I digress. All right. Check this out. I want to talk to you guys about this concussion protocol because I think I think it's a sham when we go to the NFL playoffs. Okay, first of all, already earlier this year, I don't know if you um, saw this, but the Seattle Seahawks were fined $100,000 one week when they said they violated the concussion protocol as it related to Russell Wilson. So Russell got banged up. They did not follow the protocol. He was back in there. They later investigated it and fined the organization 100 k I got to tell you something. If you're the Seattle Seahawks and you're in a tight spot and you need your MVP candidate, Russell Wilson, $100,000 is a small price to pay for the organization. And that's like in week seven. Imagine if this was the NFC championship game. I think there are going to be teams. I think there are going to be organizations. I think there's going to be scenarios and scenes that are a problem for the NFL. Look at Wild Card Weekend. Three examples. One, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey got banged up. He was stumbling. He left the game. And Travis Kelsey is one of the preeminent tight ends in the NFL. And I would say that changed That changed the game. The Chiefs were not the same after Travis Kelsey left. But he left. Tyrod Taylor, in one of the last plays of that game, got what looked like a scary concussion. I want to ask you, what happens, though, if instead of being the fourth quarter, that's a, you know, in a 3-3 game in the middle of the third quarter, and he's not laying there visibly, like, passed out or shaking, but, you know, he gets dinged up. And then he's, you know, he's okay. And the Buffalo Bills have to decide in a 3-3 tie in their first playoff game in 17 years, do they bring out, you know, Tyrod Taylor or do they entrust it to Nate Peterman? What if this is not even Tyrod Taylor? What if this is a star on another level? What if in the NFC Championship game, in the middle of the second quarter of a 10-10 game, Drew Brees gets his uh, gets snot bubbles popped out of him? And it's on third down, so he hits, has to hit the sideline. But then it's obvious on the sideline that he's not responding to the test. And in normal circumstances, they would take his helmet away. You think they actually do? What if Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl? 
and he gets his bell rung. Like apparently has happened before, so says Giselle. What if Rob Gronkowski gets his bell rung because he's got a target on his back? What if Le'Veon Bell gets his bell rung? What, what do they do? What do the teams do in this situation? And here's the other thing. This has already happened. Last week, Cam Newton got rocked. Cameron Jordan, at the end of the game, on a post-game interview, said he thought they knocked Cam out. Cam Newton goes into the tent. They put up the little blue curtain. And then he comes back out. And they say it was an eye injury. The man was wearing a visor. What, he got poked in the eye? No, no, no. That was a cover-up. They are not following their own guidelines, their own protocols, because in the playoffs, it is a different risk proposition. You know how they always tell quarterbacks they need to slide? But then they say, oh, but if it's a third down, oh, if it's in the red zone, then you go for it, right? I think the same thing is happening with the NFL and their concussion protocol. Yeah, they want to make it look like they care about player safety. Yeah, there's an independent neurologist. Yeah, the referee can make the signal and tell him you need to go. But are they going to do that? What is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady going to do if in the AFC championship game, Tom Brady looks a little woozy and the ref wants to say you need to sit out? You really think that's going to happen? Because I don't. What if it's Drew Brees in the NFC Championship game? Same situation. You think Sean Payton is going to listen to the ref when the ref says, ah, he looks a little dazed. Send him to the independent neurologist? I don't think so. And the other thing is, I don't think Saints fans or Patriots fans or Steelers fans would want them to. I think they would want the team to leave their blue chip stud in. It will be the championship game, the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. And I think that will make a very interesting conversation. I think this cloud will hang over. You've seen the refs with quick hooks throughout the season saying, oh, you've got to go to the sideline. Oh, they go right into the locker room. They take their helmet away right away. Why didn't that happen with Cam Newton? Because the Panthers need Cam Newton, and it was a close playoff game. That's why. So what is it here? Are we actually caring about player safety? Is it kind of a zero tolerance? Is it a hashtag all brains matter? Or do brains not matter as much during the NFL playoffs? Do brains not matter as much if it's a close game in the third quarter of the Super Bowl? Do brains not matter as much if it happens to be Le'Veon Bell's? If it happens to be Rob Gronkowski's? If it happens to be Adam Thielen's? If it happens to be Big Ben Roethlisberger's? Let's say Sunday in the third quarter, Pittsburgh's up 17-10 to 10 and Big Ben gets rocked. But he's a gamer. He's going to want to go out there. Where is the independent neurologist then? So that's what I asked you on Twitter. I asked you, are the NFL teams following the concussion protocol with fidelity during these NFL playoffs? And check this out. Check this out. Right now, only 8% of you say yes. 
92% of you agree with me that this protocol is BS in the NFL playoffs. I found that stunning. 92% of you agree with me that this is all for show right now. It's like taking your shoes off at the airport. That's for peace of mind on the public, not to actually catch a terrorist. That's to placate the public. And that's what the uh, concussion protocol is in the NFL playoffs. It's just to be like, oh, we care. No, you don't. Right now, 51% of you say, no, they're not following the protocol, and it bothers me. But what I find interesting is the 41% of you who were honest and say, no, but I'm okay with it. Because I do think it's okay. I do think there should be heightened risk in the NFL playoffs. I do think it's a different risk proposition. The same way Aaron Rodgers is not sliding, you know, he's just going right out of bounds in week two of the preseason... But in week 16, with the playoffs on the line to try and get a first down on third and six, he's diving. He's going head first. The risk changes these things. And I think that that's valid. I think that should be part of the equation. So right now, 8% of you say yes. The NFL teams are following the protocol. 51% say no, and it bothers me. And then 41% of you say no, but I'm straight up, I'm okay with it. I am in that camp. I appreciate the 41% of you that are being honest. But I want to hear from you guys. I want to go down to the YouTube stream. All right, there, uh, the hashtag StatsOverBeatCypher. So we go down to the fantasy pit of misery. And I know my boy Danny is down there. Danny going, doing stairs, running up and down from the fantasy pit of misery into the studio all the way back down hey danny if you're in the fantasy pit of misery i want to know what do you think about this concussion matter do you think it's true hashtag all brains matter or do nfl playoff brains matter a little bit less what do you think danny i mean do you think here here i guess is more of the argument do you think the player wants to be out of the game when when the the player never wants to be out of the game though yeah. The player would never want to be out of the game. I think, though, the player has the ability to convince the team a little bit more when the playoffs are on the line, and it happens to be a star. Like, Cam Newton got rocked. By yeah. the NFL concussion guidelines, Cam Newton should have gone to the locker room. Instead, he went to the little tent for about 30 seconds, and all of a sudden it was fine. Like, that's what I think is BS, quite frankly. If they're going to have a policy, they have to implement it. And if that means that Tom Brady misses two drives in the Super Bowl, so be it. But they're never going to do it that way. You know what I mean, Danny? Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, all the star uh, quarterbacks especially, I mean, they're they're definitely not going to be – they're going to be the, uh, the exception to the rules. So do their brains matter less? <sighs> I guess. I guess, right? <laughs> and check this out. Check this out. Here's the flip side. Uh, just to you know, put a t- put a little bow on this. I got some people that brains matter more. Check this out. I went to a college football game this season. I went to a Columbia college football game. Okay, in the Ivy League. Do you know in the Ivy League? They kick off from the 40, not from the 35, because they don't want any touch. They want all touchbacks. They don't want any kickoff returns. Because they think that in the Ivy League, all these kids are going to go on to be doctors and lawyers and that their brains matter so much. So in that league, they actually kick off from the 40, not from the 35. They also, in the Ivy League, have less practices in pads than any other conference in the NCAA. Why? Why? 
because their brains matter more. They're going to be doctors. They're going to be lawyers. They're going to be engineers. They're at Ivy League schools. Their brains matter more than the farm boys in the SEC, apparently. Hashtag all brains matter. I want to hear what you have to say about this on the hashtag stats over beat cipher on the fantasy sports radio network YouTube stream. When we come back, we're going to have my guy, Mike Florio from the fantasy best freshman forever. We're going to chop it up about this. We're going to talk about that 2018 fantasy draft that we already had way too early. And we're going to debut for 2018 speeds versus the kids. We got kids making picks. Can they do better than speeds? The spitting statistician. We'll find out after this fantasy freestyle. Let's go. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Thursday. We got my man Mike Florio in for this segment. You can hear him here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever along with uh, Frank Stanfield, along with Greg Sussman. They chop it up. Yo, Florio, we've had some programming changes. What's the time on BFFs these days? Nothing changed on BFFs. Still 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. All right, so you could definitely check out Mike Florio, Frank Stanfield, and, of course, Sussmania, Greg Sussman there on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. I like it. It's a great show. You guys should check it out. Maybe you should even use the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in order to do so because here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we are the only 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week free way for you to get everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Hey, Florio, what did you think about uh, my take on these concussions? What do you think? Like, isn't it kind of an inevitability that at some point in the playoffs, one of, like, the true faces of the league gets concussed and the league has an issue on its hands? Like, do they let do they take Big Ben away from the Steelers in the AFC Championship game? I think we kind of already saw something like that. With Cam? With Cam, and it sucks because, like, yeah, obviously you want the stars out there, and these are mean, more meaningful games, but I actually voted that it kind of bothers me because I came in on Monday on BFFs, and I said that I thought that like the Panthers clearly violated the rules. Right. And, and it, it ended up the Chiefs didn't violate the rules, and, and they lost. And they lost, game. right. But here's the thing. Also, remember, Russell. this happened with Russell Wilson in the regular season, and all the league did was fine the Seahawks $100,000. So, like, if I'm the Panthers... Right. And I have the decision of like, am I going to look the other way and run Cam Newton out there? The penalty of one hundred thousand dollars for my organization versus like the potential for the Super Bowl trophy is really a no brainer. Right. Like if Tom Brady gets uh, his bell rung in the Super Bowl. They're not going to pull Tom Brady. 
Oh, you're 100% right. The fact that it's a $100,000 fine is well worth it. It's not a deterrent, right? That's not a deterrent. That Russell Wilson, that was a joke. I know. That's what I'm saying. He walked in, and he turned around and walked right out. He was like, I'm good. And now you got the little tent that they could just put up, you know? And I thought it was hysterical. They said with Cam Newton that it was actually an eye injury. The man was wearing a visor. What kind of eye injury could he possibly have had? Didn't he say, like, oh, I thought something hit my eye, but then I I realized I had a visor on. Right. Exactly. It's absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. So you are with the 50. 51% 51% say that that say no and it bothers you. I am with the 41% that say no, but I'm actually okay with it. I mean, I think like, you know, are you not entertained? Let them let them eat cake, let them uh, let them go out there. I think that's part of the risk proposition, you know, the same way that Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the sidelines when he needs that first down in a playoff game versus week 2 of the preseason. I think in the playoffs like, yo, you got to put your brain at risk, apparently. That's what the NFL is, in my opinion. But we shall see. Hey, Florio, I don't know if you remember, but last year we did something. It was a lot of fun. It was speeds versus the kids, okay? So what I did was I picked all the playoff games, and then I brought on a lot of kids that were between, like, we had kids as young as, like, a year and a half old, up to about, like, I would say eight, nine year old kids and they were just picking the games with whatever rationale they wanted and we wanted to see if any of these kids could actually pick the games at a better clip than the quote-unquote expert that was speeds the spitting statistician i am happy to report that last year nobody beat me i actually beat all the kids i also beat uh chris bavona i believe it was i also beat don burns i had the best record picking the playoff games last year uh last week i was still in asia but on twitter uh, with uh, your boy Chris Ventra, I picked last week. I went three and one. The uh, Titans were the only game that I did not get correctly. I did, however, have the Falcons over the Rams. I had the the uh, excuse me. I had the Jaguars over the Bills, and I had the Saints over the Panthers. So I'm three and one right now. I'll be giving my official picks for uh, divisional weekend on tomorrow's episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Uh, Chris Ventra, our boy, who's coming back tomorrow. He's two and two. He uh, lost on the Titans as well. He had the Chiefs, but he also had his boy Todd Gurley in the Rams. So he's two and two. I'm th- Three and one, and we have the debut of Speeds versus the Kids. We have we have uh, my homegirl Zoe. Zoe has picked these games already. Zoe is only about a year and a half to two years old. Okay, maybe she's about two years old, and Zoe is ready to pick these games. Florio, can we play Zoe's picks right now for Divisional Weekend? Uh, this is Zoe. Uh, this is her picks for Divisional Weekend. Say hi. She doesn't want to say hi, which is weird. Eagles. Eagles. Clearly the Eagles. Okay. Who, uh, Patriots or Titans? Titans. She's going with the Titans. Um, Vikings or Saints? Okay, she's going with the Saints. And now, Florio, now let's play the second one. That's where she makes the uh, last pick. Okay, so she's going so far. She's going Eagles, Titans, Saints. Let's see who she has between the Steelers and the Jaguars. Say hi. Hi. Steelers or Jacksonville? That sounds like Jacksonville to me. What do you think, Florio? It looks like, okay, so we have Zoe. (laughs) Zoe is going with the Eagles, the Titans, Jacksonville, and the Saints. Note that Zoe is taking all four 
underdogs in divisional weekend. That's why I call her Zoe taking the points garlic. Big shout out to my homegirl Zoe. Zoe's only about two years old. She's picking the Eagles, the Titans, the Jags, and the Saints. See if she could do better than Speeds, the spitting statistician. Florio, what do you think about Zoe's picks? She's going Eagles, Titans, Jags, and Saints. She's taking the points. She likes the underdogs. What do you think? The only one that I, I think has a legit chance is the Saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. A lot of people do like the Saints. You don't. Um, I gotta tell you though, um, I agree with Zoe on two of her picks. That's a tease for you for tomorrow. I I am picking two of the same teams as Zoe. Okay. So we will talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. I'll say this, though. If you were on the Fantasy Freestyle all year long, you know the other team that I am going with. I'll leave it at that. Um, Hey, Florio. Uh, last week, we did this kind of like way too early draft for 2018. You had the number one overall pick. And uh, you went with the girly man. You went with Todd Gurley, number one overall. Why'd you take Todd Gurley as opposed to, say, like a Le'Veon Bell, a Zeke Elliott, a David Johnson, maybe even an Antonio Brown? What about Todd Gurley stood out? I know he was the number one uh, performer this year, but a lot of times, you know, staying number one uh, isn't really consistent. You know, like people poke their head up and then go right back into kind of the mid-level range. Why are you confident that Gurley will once again uh, deserve the number one overall pick? Maybe he won't be the number one performer, but I have no doubts that he is going to be a top three to five running back. I mean, he literally won me a championship this year. He put me on his back and delivered two 40-point games. Right. I went out. I, I've had Gurley for three straight years now in all my keeper leagues and dynasty I got him as a rookie. I've been riding him since. I, I have his shirt, Dane. I had to go with my guy. I'm not a one to go bold and make you know try to make a pick that people are going to talk about. Maybe it's boring because he was the number one player this year. The weapons are coming back. The, Sean McVay is going to be back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really see what concerns there are there for Todd Gurley, where I think you can make concerns for the other running backs. What would be okay? What would be your concern for Le'Veon Bell? Big Ben retires. Fair enough. You know I've been on that train. I've been saying that. I actually believe if Big Ben retires, Le'Veon Bell will not be on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I got to say this. You know, obviously, we're doing this. uh, You know, we acknowledge it is kind of way too early that we're doing this. And so that's what I wanted to ask you about. Also, some of, like, the wide receivers who are out here that were drafted that are may be elsewhere next year. When you're doing something like this, when you're drafting, quote unquote, way too early, how much do you consider, you know, player movement? You know, I'm thinking about guys like Josh Gordon, who may be elsewhere. I'm thinking about rumors, you know, that are around guys like Carlos Hyde or rumors that are around someone like even an Odell Beckham. You know, how much of that do you uh, consider when doing a draft like this, Mike? I think I would consider it a lot more if it was a draft that we were going to play out. Like, for instance, I just completed my first baseball draft of the season, and I went with guys who I think are going to get safe playing time rather than guys who are unsigned, and we don't know where they're going to end up. Well, that was like a tiebreaker for me, but in, in a mock draft like this, like, I think it's fun to take a Josh Gordon and get to speculate where right. you think he's going to end up, stuff like that. Yeah, so I did that. I took Josh Gordon, who I'm going to speculate on. I also took Allen Robinson, who, you know, people forget, you know, like, DeAndre Hopkins was the number two wide receiver in this draft. 
Okay, he went, I think, was like number six overall, something like that. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't even considered one of the top four wide receivers going into last year's draft. You know, he, a lot of people had him like, you know, nine, 10, 11, something like that. You know, so who knows who those guys are going to be? That's why I went with guys like Josh Gordon, Allen Robinson, who have the potential to be top five, but you never know because it's something, you know, that you want to talk about, right? Also, we did, we did uh, six rounds, Mike, and there were only three quarterbacks taken. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. You were one of the teams that took a quarterback. I want to ask you, why did you go with a quarterback instead of waiting? I've been always recommending waiting, and last year, you know, if I waited, uh, I was telling people you can wait and get guys like Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, and Alex Smith. That would have worked out for you this year. Why did you go ahead and grab one of the top quarterbacks? You took Russell Wilson in the fifth round. Yeah, normally I'm a huge advocate of waiting, and I think I'm going to be this year. The lone exception to me is if you can get one of these, if everyone else is waiting and one of the elite guys falls to you at a price that I think is a fair value, and getting Russell Wilson in the fifth round, who was the number one quarterback, and unless you know they actually get a run game in there, I don't think that's going to change. So I, I was excited to get Wilson in the fifth round, but if, if he didn't fall to me, I would have just waited on quarterback like I always do. Alright, fair enough. And the last thing I'll do real quick with you Mike here is there were a lot of rookie running backs drafted. Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis from LSU, Sony Michelle from Georgia. I even went and got Rashad Penny from San Diego State. If you look at the rookies this year between Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, you gotta figure there are going to be four or five rookies that make an impact. Are you okay with uh, seeing a lot of rookies go in this draft as well uh, I think these are very talented players I think that last year the performance of rookies this year is going to drive up the price of rookies mm. next year and I also think that when a mock like this everyone kind of wants to be first on a guy so maybe that's why you see rookies get pushed up yeah you want to be the guy that says that you had him eight months ago planting your flag here on the fantasy sports radio network all right when we come back here on the fantasy freestyle we'll tie a nice neat little bow on this episode and we'll check in on the concussion poll again it's the fantasy freestyle come on right back Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome products. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Bees, the spitting statistician, the stable genius here of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We've been talking about officiating, how I believe they need younger officials. I believe they need full-time officials, and they should take advantage of some of the technology that they do, in fact, have. Big shout-out to Liberty Finder on Twitter, who hits me off saying that he agrees with those ideas. Thought he saw a referee out there as a tax consultant sometime at Walmart last week. We were also talking about the concussions Florio and I both thinks that it is a sham that teams are following the concussion protocol 
here in the NFL playoffs. Hashtag all brains matter. And right now, 8% of you believe that teams are following the concussion protocol. 53% say that you don't think they are. And it frustrates you. That's what Florio says. I'm with the 39% right now that say it is not being followed. But actually, when you want to be real with yourself, you are okay with it. We also go down now to Danny and the fantasy pit of misery. Dilly dilly to everybody in the hashtag stats over beat cypher. Want to find out what the people are saying? Because it's the freestyle, so I can handle anything. What are the people saying, Danny? Are they talking about the refs, the concussions, or something else? Because it's the freestyle. I'm ready to talk anything. We're going for something else. Tonight. Okay, what do we got? <laughs> what are the people saying? First off, I want to I want to at least touch on some football stuff. Yeah, we, uh, we actually have some predictions, not not so much predictions, but of of other places that Bell could go to, ah. or they'd like to see him go I think to. he could go to the Detroit Lions. He played at Michigan State. They have a stable quarterback entering his prime. That would be the only piece missing for the Detroit Lions. I think he could go there, but go ahead. We got Lance Davis saying Bell could go to the Bears. He could, but Jordan Howard is already there. I think these are more hopeful than could. <laughs> go ahead. Go and ahead. then we have uh, Strong Style Ninja saying Bell could go to the 49ers. Ooh, that would be interesting. Carlos Hyde is a free agent. Imagine if Jimmy GQ and Le'Veon Bell were in the backfield for the up-and-coming San Francisco 49ers. Strong Style has been there uh, a couple of times so far this week. I wonder if that is a Shinsuke Nakamura reference. I actually believe Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey, Florio, what if I told you I think Shinsuke Nakamura is the winner of the Royal Rumble, setting up a Nakamura AJ Styles title match at WrestleMania? That's what I think could, in I fact, agree. happen. Oh, you agree? Really? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Ask, uh, ask our boy Strong Style in the chat if that's what he thinks. Uh, what else do we got? Anything else, Danny, or is that all for today? That's pretty much it. I mean, we got a lot of people cheersing to Ted Finn because it's yeah. Thursday, Thursday, so we're cheersing. Fair enough, fair enough. A lot of people have been hitting me up with other reptiles, but then people are saying, listen, it's too cold in here for any reptile. I like the idea yesterday where uh, a listener said we need to get a plaque here in the studio to honor Ted Finn Jr. and not necessarily replace him with another animal. Check it out tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. We got a big show, okay? I'm going to be giving out a DFS lineup. Hey, Florio, are you still in the Fantasy Pit of Misery with us tomorrow? Yes. How about you do a DFS lineup on FanDuel? You want to do a DFS lineup with me and Ventra? Sure, I didn't have much success last week. That's but. all right. That's why we win it back, baby. So we're going to be doing DFS lineups. I will give you my, in fact, my picks for Divisional Weekend. I agree with two of Zoe Take the Points Garrelick's picks. And we're also here from, uh, from some more kids that are picking the game. We're going to have the old favorites that we had last week. Uh, excuse me, last year, some of the people. And then also, I believe that our boy, the analyst, Chris Ventra, will be back. So I'm going to have to ask him about his lyricism that happened on the Fantasy Freestyle. We'll juxtapose that against Cole Beasley. Maybe Le'Veon at Bell as well. It'll be a fun football Friday. We put the fun in functional sports radio right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, speeds and spitting statistician. The stable genius will be back tomorrow right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a good night.